The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my sycamore? What's up? It's episode 63 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. My name's Nookie Bishop Jr. I'm the leader of this three-ring circus we call the Digital Gumbo Podcast. With me, as always, my homeboy, Idris Elbow. What it do up in Baltimore, man? What up, Nook? It's your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow, Nook. And you know, like, something really weird happened today. Uh, two, two times. All right, you ever like, um, you know, order a package um, for delivery and then have the package go to your neighbor's house by mistake? Yeah. Right? yeah. Like they drop it off the wrong way. Right. So that that happened. And um, and I was tasked with going next door to retrieve the package. But the problem was you know, that the package was um, it was it came like a month earlier. And so I had to go ask for the package back. And I think they had opened the package and was using what was inside the package. Wow. <laughs> so, that's, that's, you know that ain't your package. <laughs> a, that's wrong. And B, that's disrespectful. Now, didn't you just move into this neighborhood? Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, I ain't even gonna lie. Our next door neighbor is pretty cool. I, I you know, she, she's mad cool. I ain't even, I, you know. But I was like, yeah, you was using that package. <laughs> that's 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 unacceptable, bro. You know what? I'm going to have to, if I send you something in the mail, I'm going to have to put some asterisks on it. And um, I'm going to be calling you the minute I get the notification so you can get the notification, right? Because, um, you know, my little special assistant from the rainforest, she gives me the notification the minute that a package is, is delivered. Now, I live in a pretty nice neighborhood. But we got some problems. Sometimes they uh, send it to the side door. Sometimes they send it to the front door. And your boy be going round and round in circles trying to find these packages. Let me find out somebody then took my package. That's mm-mm, hell no. It's like it's like an early Christmas gift. Like you get a package, you know it ain't yours, but I'm gonna open it anyway. <laughs> man, you got all kind of birthdays and anniversaries and whatnot coming up, man. That's unacceptable, bro. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. So I so guess on the double check your address. Make sure it's going to the right address. Double check your address and make sure you got that right coming to the right place and check several times a day and make sure that your package get there. Look, I'm kind of impressed that you got something, seeing that uh we having all these logistical and shipping nightmares. Apparently, what you ordered didn't come from China. Yeah, it was it's, you know, it was uh it was a gift that was sent to us. And uh, it came through, so we I, we haven't experienced the uh, shipping challenge yet. I think it's coming though, like you said, with the holidays coming up. I think it's gonna be longer wait time, so it's even more critical that you check your address and make sure it comes to the right one because you ain't gonna have time to order it two times. That's right. That's right. Damn. Well, man, first and foremost, um, T Petty is away on personal business. She may drop in on this podcast. Can't make any promises but we will have the gang back together on the next episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. But 
Drees right now, man. Boosters for everybody. Moderna got one. M-O-D-E-R-N-A. Don't be trying to get them vaccination cards that say Moderna. M-A-D-E-R-N-A. Who else? Pfizer got a booster. Now Johnson and Johnson saying they got their booster coming out. I don't. And Johnson much- Johnson say when they boost it, it's even better. They like they finally cracked the ninety five percentile, like you know, protection with they boosters. Like when you get that second booster, like that one, it was a little shaky, but when you get two, it's up to ninety five percent. J and J is full of shit. They had nowhere to go but up. It's like uh, <laughs> if your first album was horrible, then you just double down. But like you know what? Uh, I want a million dollar bonus if my second album go platinum. It's like they had nowhere to go but up. It's like the lab was dirty. And um, <laughs> people just took that because they had an option for one shot. Yeah, and that, and that was Johnson & Johnson. It's like, we just going to put out one shot. We know it ain't as good as two. Like, everybody doing two, we just going to do one. It's good enough. <laughs> well, uh, Johnson & Johnson was making what? Uh, the baby powder. Then they uh, said that that was causing cancer. Something yeah. else that they was making that they said was causing cancer. So I'm not saying that this causing cancer, but I'm saying shit that Johnson & Johnson is making nowadays ain't that good. So what do you think <laughs> about the booster, man? Is that something that you would consider for the fam? I guess you got to be six months out before you can get the booster. But booster shots, man, thumbs up, yeah. thumbs down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a thumbs up to the booster because you need it, especially now, like, with all these variants out here, you know, the Delta variant, and they said other ones might be coming too. And then, um, you know, you get the breakthrough infections. And and the Baltimore mayor, our mayor, just tested positive for COVID yesterday. Oh, man. You know, so he had that. the vaccine, he had the whatever, you know, but he tested positive, right? He gets tested regularly on a regular basis, and his test came back positive. So yeah, I'm like I'm all for the boosters because I'm I'm counting now when I got mine. I was like, oh yes, it's about time. It's it's due. And I think now they're saying like, you know, if you're 65 or older or underlying health conditions, right, go out and get it. So I, I you know, I'm it's still like only a select group of folks they're encouraging to go get it. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna get it when I'm 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 eligible to get it. I hear that. Now, I told y'all I was like on the uh, original vaccine, you know, like uh, my my sort of litmus test is like the iPhone, right? Like, you know, this iPhone 13 is coming out, right? But those people's just guinea pigs until they knock the kinks out of the software. Then like yeah. right after Christmas, they're going to have like a, you know, a software update. That's going to be yeah. the real iPhone. So I'm going to, you know. Let this first batch of, um, you know, let the first wave go. Yeah, I'm gonna let this first shots. wave. Go. Yeah, <laughs> see what comes on. You know, see what Lester Holt and them say, and then uh, after that, we'll check uh, check it out and, and and see what's going on. But people's lining up and getting scheduled for the boosters, man. So we did an uptick. But, but you know what, though, look, that other thing that's that's coming is um, like is the uh, the flu shots, and now like back, you know. Before COVID times, right? Like the, the flu shot was like kind of optional, right? Like, yeah, you get the flu shot when I, and I would get it every now and then, not yeah. not every year, you know, but I was like, oh, you know, if I got time, I got whatever. But now, like, people are like, if you're in certain spaces or connected to certain organizations, they starting to require you to get the, um, the flu shot now. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So, like, that's the other thing. You got the booster, but then, you know, the flu shot. You got to get that one. See, now this complicates things, right? Because you got people that will get the flu shot every year 
But now they're like, well, I don't know how many shots I can get a year now. Shit, I done got the COVID shot. So if that protect me from that, that's it is unique. a lot though, no, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, okay, I did pretty good with the COVID shot, right? I got two of them. I'm gonna get my booster, but now I gotta get a, a flu shot too. So it's it's just like it's a lot of shots. That's it's crazy. It's like it's like Little John, shot, 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 shot. Man, it's like uh, look, you get a tetanus shot, right? Like once every ten years, they be having these shots like on your medical record too. They be like, mm-hmm, have you had a tetanus shot in the last ten years? I don't even know what I ate for breakfast yesterday. Like, how you gonna ask me when the last time I had a tetanus shot? Don't you, don't you get that like lockjaw or something where you step on a rusty nail or something? Like, yeah, well, I don't yeah. even know what the tetanus shot is. It's more like lockjaw. Like lockjaw or yeah, I I actually did step on a rusty nail as a child and had a test. I uh, had a um, tetanus shot and had one what? in college. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, how you step on a rusty nail, man? What was you doing? Why were you bare feet around rusty nails? No, I had a shoe on, right? And um, oh, it went through. Yeah, somebody was doing some carpentry or something that had left a two by four there, and I didn't see it. Step right on it, man, man, right in the crown of my foot. I think I still had that piercing mm. in my foot on the bottom of my, my foot. Like it never really, you know, grew back. Whatever. I don't. My foot is intact, but I still have the piercing in my foot, man. That was uh, that was something else. But yeah, I had a tetanus. I'm glad shot you got there. the tetanus shot. You got locked, y'all, because you can talk really well. When you're doing this podcast, so obviously it work. <laughs> I appreciate it. Despite me having a uh, alcoholic beverage, I am able to talk. You know that that mistake usually comes in the first or the last minute of the podcast. So I'm doing pretty good today. I appreciate that compliment, brother. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, man, um, people continue to call 911, these vaccine holdouts, calling 911 emergency, talking about people is treating them unfairly because they telling other people that they ain't got the vaccine or you know, they're not being allowed in certain wait, places. Wait, 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 wait. So people is calling 911. Overwhelming the 911 system. Yes. Yes. Wow. I hadn't heard that. No, that's, that's a new one to me. Wow. People so they're are calling 911 for people who tell it on them. What, what, what are they saying to 911? They saying like, they like, be, their rights is being violated. Their civil rights is being <laughs> violated. And you know they being refused admission here. And wait, wait, I'm gonna t- tell you this: everybody who's calling is white. Yeah, and black here's people why. Don't have time for that. Yeah, no, and here's why, no, because black people, our civil rights has been getting violated forever. Exactly. And we know it ain't no help coming from nine one one to help you with your civil rights. That's if the last anything, person. Yeah, your civil rights is gonna get further violated if you call nine one one. So that's Shit. how I know everybody who's calling nine one one to complain about their civil rights being violated or related to the vaccine is probably white. You damn right, because from where I'm from and people of my ilk, if we call the motherfucking police about shots, vaccinations, it's gonna be some other kind of shots coming from the guns of the police and it's going to be a whole yep. different story. So we like, we good on that. They, they tripping. They tripping. I don't need no extra problems. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, man. Listen, uh, we got to give a shout out to our boy Taz and Shy town man. We, we hung out uh, last weekend, man. It was good for yes. the three of us to hang out, man. Yeah. Had a good time, man. Shout out to our boy Taz, but also a mad shout out to T Petty. 
Because we 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 crashed T Petty's crib. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and T Petty, like you might have some surprises in your in your crib. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what, but <laughs> it might be some surprises there when you when you uh finally wind up back at your crib. Exactly. I know she's down a, a bottle of Jose Cuervo Margarita mix, that's for sure. And I'm coming back for the rest of it. So don't uh don't try and hide it. If you drink it, you drink it. If you don't, you don't. But if it's there. When I come back, I will be taking another bottle home. So, so that was them, great. Them Nookie readers was right. You made nookie them Nookie readers and put man. a special touch on those. Thank you, brother. I haven't made a picture of those in a long time. So uh, I was happy to do that. Happy to do that. Man, so when I came down to um, T. Petty's crib, she lives uh, in D.C. Man, it was like a brother got out of jail. You remember Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence and life? And <laughs> yeah. when they got out of jail <laughs> and they went to Yankee Stadium and everything yeah. had changed. Man. And it was smelling all them pies. Yeah, man. No, but this is when they when they got out. And oh, you like, talking about? Oh, yeah. When they had like after years and years, and they went yeah. to the game. Yeah, yeah. I ain't been down that way, like I said, since the World Series. That's like two years ago. Man, I felt like I got out of jail, and the whole world was different. The street was different. All kind of new shops. The setups was different. Apartment buildings, it looked like a whole new world. All I right, guess- no, let me, okay, I'm going a, I'm to a tell the listeners this. All right, T. Petty apartment, it, it's pretty swanky. I ain't even going to lie. It's pretty swanky. It's fine. It, but it, the thing about it is, it's a. It's literally a glass box. T. Petty yeah. live in a glass box. Like, it's a whole wall that ain't nothing but glass. And it looked out into other people's houses that ain't nothing but glass. So you can like, you can see other people when you look out t Petty window and they and can they see looking back at you. in. And they look, right. yeah, they're looking at you. And that's how I know like t Petty live in a, in a, in a place where it is like, you just gotta be either cool or good looking all the time. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> because exactly. I was like, I was like, I can't wake up and roll out of bed, and then people just be looking in the window. They be like, "Oh, you you don't fit in this community, sir." <laughs> exactly, man. I'm I'm super self conscious. I couldn't do it, man. But it it was like, man, like a live performance, you know. Like I'm sure that, that came in handy yeah. during the uh, pandemic, where folks could uh, look out and see what's going on, especially in summertime when people be on their patios and whatnot, man. But apartment was live, man. The uh, but so I tell you, I was, I was looking, though. I was looking. I said, like, what they doing in the apartment over there? <laughs> and they was looking right back at us. <laughs> looking right back at us. Man, um, they're saying that, you know, the movies might be dead for real, man. They had this survey that they put out. And they said more than half of the adults in the U.S. would rather pay to stream a new release movie than to see it at the theater, man. Is the theater dead? Man, I think it's it's kind of on its last legs because I I I'll be honest with you, like me and my daughter, we was like we we wanted to check out a movie because we hadn't been in like, you know, really like you know since the pandemic started, and so we found a local theater. It was a smaller theater in a the neighborhood, right? And um, you know, we read up on their COVID kind of guidelines and everything like that. And um, they they did it COVID safe, but we went in there and literally it might've been like eight to 10 people in the entire theater, right? Like everybody was spaced out and whatnot. And, you know, we had our mask on and it, it was, you know, it felt COVID safe, but it was nobody there, Man. like eight to 10 people. 
So I don't know what, like, I was like, man, are y'all making enough money to keep the doors open like this? Because normally it's, like, packed. So, yeah, so I don't yeah. know. They, they may see, you know, long-term effects to this. Now, you know, uh, your boy is bougie, so the little movies that they got at Swankyville, the ones that uh, I go to, we've been to this theater before. Man, they came out with, like, uh, Shang-Chi, right? That was packed, like, uh, yeah. 50 premium seats, all sold out, person to person. I don't think they had anything blocked out, so we'll see how that goes. And, and this, the, the theater that you're talking about, they, they already got social distance seats. It's like recliners. Yeah, it's like yeah. only two, two together, and then it's like space, and it's two more. So it's like, so they was kind of already set up for that type of experience. Yeah, yeah. So you can't sit at the bottom where the seats is real tight. Like I want, you know, me and Mrs. Uh, Nook haven't been to the movies. I think the last movies we saw was Bad Boys Three or Bad Boys Four. One of them Bad Boys that was in 2019, and we was trying yeah. to go to the movies, man, but. Your boy got germaphobe issues, and I'm just like, well, what's the best seats to sit on? Like, sit in, like, like, yeah. what's the ones we gonna have the least contact? Because these people come and they bring you the food and drinks and stuff, and you know, you gotta order all your food and drink at one time, and then so you can enjoy the movie. Then they got the popcorn, and they serve it to you. You don't get it at the booth, and then it's like, who done breathed on this popcorn? I'm about to put in my mouth. <laughs> you can't see it. You can't see them making a the popcorn. Like exactly. we, so that's the great thing about like the movies. If you go to the concession stands, you can kind of see what they're doing with your food. Yeah. But if you at the movie theater where they, you know, you push the little light and they bring your food in, like you order it individually, yeah, you you don't you don't quite know. Yeah, yeah. Now, see, I have a dilemma, right? Like the movies come out on like uh, Mouse Plus, right, or Mouse Premiere Plus. You got to pay thirty dollars for the you movie. Said Mouse Premiere, or Mouse. Premiere. So you gotta pay thirty dollars for the movie. That mouse right? fifty years old. Well, like the, well, the um, not the mouse, but the um, the whole world. They that mouse created oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, fifty yeah. years old. Yeah, they got a big. The park is fifty years old. They real happy about that. But they saying thirty dollars for the movie, which you get to see it at the same time it's in the theater, and then you get to you know see it once it's available, but. I like to have my movies on my little um, red fruit uh, streaming box so I can take <laughs> it with me wherever I yeah. go. Yeah. Then you got to pay $20 for that. I'm just like, they getting over. So, yeah, I, don't know, I, man. I haven't I haven't quite gotten over that that hump nook of paying like $30 for a, a new release. Like, like I'll stream a movie. Like if it's like, I'll even, I've even streamed it when it was like, Fifteen ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. I think that's the most I paid. Like you, normally, I look, I went to it gets to be like three ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I paid as much as like fifteen ninety nine. I really, really wanted to see that, but like I haven't cracked that that twenty or thirty dollar barrier of like I want to see that movie, even though I know you pay more than that when you're in the theater. It's just at, at home. I have a mental block of I gotta pay thirty dollars to watch this this movie. That's Even a though lot it's cheaper of money. than a, it's cheaper than going to the movies. But yeah. I pay nineteen ninety nine tops to get it on my red Apple fruit streaming device than I had ever, like I say. But they saying now that House of Mouse and House of Mouse Plus is gonna be bigger than Netflix by twenty twenty five. 
I, I can believe that because they, you know, think about they they content and um and they brand. They just been at it forever. Even though they might be getting into the streaming game late, they just they're a juggernaut, right? Yeah. Like they just got content and content. You know, it just kind of rules the day, right? Like they got a vault with stuff in it, and then they can make new stuff, right? So they just they're gonna win in that in that department. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this uh, comes out, man. But they say this is going to be some big time stuff, big time stuff with the streaming, man. All right, man, let's talk about it uh, in the news, man. This is kind of funny, um, not funny, haha, but funny, peculiar, right? Gabby Petito, uh, she's a, a woman who was uh, allegedly, her body was discovered. Her boyfriend, who was on a cross-country trip with her, is the um, the main suspect. They have not found him yet. They got everybody, their mama and even Dog the Bounty Hunter, out looking for this guy. By the way, Dog the Bounty Hunter is a piece of shit. He used the N-word, I believe, in an interview or sometime in the past. And Yeah, that's, yeah, think... that's, that's been, like, yeah, been on that. Yeah, so he's, he's on piece of shit status, but he's looking for this guy, but he's neither here nor there. But... They showed the police uh, cam footage of the police, you know, encountering the couple. Uh, Gabby had told uh, the police that she was being beaten or, um, you know, mistreated, abused in some way by her boyfriend. They separated them, got the stories from them and let them go. And, you know, they eventually found her dead. But the thing that's really pissing people off is this missing white woman syndrome. And this has been going on for quite a while. I can't remember the name. Uh, the girl from um, Aruba. She's from the United States. I believe she went to Aruba. They yeah, found her dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the whole nine yards. Yeah. But, um, you know, when a person of color, specifically a woman of color, goes missing, just let me say it like this. White folks and the police ain't really been looking for black folks and missing black folks since slavery ended. You know what I'm saying? They ain't been looking real yeah. hard for us yeah. since slavery ended. And that's you know, 1865. So your thoughts on missing white woman syndrome and, you know, the police effort or lack thereof to find, you know, uh, persons of color, women of color when they go missing. Yeah. And this, this has just been like just a recurring like theme because, you know, there was, um, there was a period of time and it's still, still true, right? Where um, young girls, young black girls in DC were just showing up missing. There was, there was missing. And it was like, you know, kind of like people weren't outraged about it, right? It was like just the number of like black girls gone missing. It was, it was um, you know, just spot on to what you're saying is like, does anybody really care yeah. about black girls that are going missing? And then I also heard a story recently too about um Native American women who were gone missing. Yes. Um, you had this Native American um who um um, ran to D.C. from like somewhere. I'm not sure what like what state. Just to highlight the fact that Native American women were uh, gone go missing at ten times the the rate, you know. And so this is a, a real problem of um, just taking missing persons seriously and kind of really putting the resources behind finding them that you would if it was, you know, a white woman or a white person that was going missing. So it's Absolutely. a real issue and a real challenge. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, the state of Minnesota, they recently passed uh, some legislation or made uh, uh, an initiative come to pass where they have established um, a task force to find uh, missing black girls. So I guess, you know, it's a step in the right direction. But like I've been saying, you know, they really haven't uh, been out here looking for for missing black girls and girls of color and our Native American uh, sisters uh, as well who've been missing. So we hope that this could be a turning point, man, in terms of, you know, police doing their job and and finding uh, missing persons, man. I mean, you know, if you're a detective- well, I, work- I, I'll say this too. Like, if, if you're depending on Dog the Bounty Hunter to be the, to be the, the <sighs> last stop to, like, finding somebody, that, that tell you right there the system is broken right there. You got Dog the Bounty Hunter saying, I'm about to go find this, this person or either the person that they was with, if it ever get to that point, that means the system is truly broken. Mm-hmm. I'd be embarrassed if I was a professional law enforcement officer and Dog the Bounty Hunter beat me to the punch and finding this guy. <laughs> you got access to myriad <laughs> oh, of resources. Oh my God, yes. People supposed to be calling you, you supposed to be leaving your card and stuff. And, and Dog um, the Bounty Hunter. Dog the Come Bounty on. Hunter. Man, look. The way 20. His name is Dog. Dog. David Dog (laughs) Chapman. Dog the bounty hunter. And the way 2021 is gone, bro, he might just beat him to the punch. He uh, might, because you're right, because it's all about like, are you willing to put the time, the energy, the resources into finding them? Right. And obviously that system isn't. But if Dog is putting the time, energy, and resources into it, then he may very well find them. Mm-hmm. You remember um, the Montel Williams show? You remember Montel Williams? Yeah, of course. Remember and Montel Williams? Remember he used to have a lady psychic come on from time to time with the blonde hair? And I think, yes. after, I think after she made this prediction, they, they cut Montel off. I was home one day sick, and he said this was during um, President Obama's first campaign. And he was like, do you have any predictions about the campaign? Man, she looked right in that camera and said, the black president will be the last president. I was like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. What? I was like, hmm, well, All the right. president that came after President Obama was not a president in some people's eyes. And so, you know, they was chanting after president, the current president, Joe Biden. They were saying that at one of the football yeah, games and, or the NASCAR and, races or something and, like that. And Obama was like, he was like the last president in that mold of presidents, right? Because because mm-hmm. Trump broke the mold. Mm. Technically, he broke the mold. So mm-hmm. in that way that we think about presidents and what they should be doing, right? Obama was kind of like the last because like Trump say like from here on out, you know I'm breaking it and it's yeah. broken. Even yeah. though, even though yeah. Joe Biden is trying to reestablish it, it mm. still got broke. Mm-hmm. Man, they need to go ahead on and man, why are they not passing this uh, budget ceiling? Man, they do this like chiclets every year. They give it out like Halloween candy. Now we really need this to go. And uh, they funded the government through November. Man, it's like um, they putting they putting people's salaries on layaway and stuff. You know, back in the day, you couldn't get the whole item, but you wanted to get it ready for Christmas. You put a little something on it every week and make sure you keep it up so they didn't put it back to stock. 
man, this government is on layaway, man. We we raggedy as hell. It is. It's like, and it's going from like we about to lose our credit rating, <laughs> and this is like, and they did the, they did they passed it just in time a couple of weeks ago to avoid like you know default, and now I think they're like what maybe um a a week or a couple of weeks out from from defaulting again <laughs> if they don't figure out the debt, and um you know. It's kind of like a, uh, a a game they play, right? They they kind of play like who's gonna flinch first. Yeah. And um, you know the you know the Democrats are saying like, hey, the Republicans ran up the debt, so they should you know take some responsibility and making sure that you know we can kind of you know raise the debt limit or whatever. The Republicans don't want to do it. But then, you know, the Democrats, ultimately, they do have the power to do it. But they say, why are we letting the Republicans off the hook? Right. So this is all back and forth. You know, eventually they're going to they're going to raise it. Right. Because, you know, we're not going to default on, on like that or, you know, we're going to increase it, whatever it is. But it is a back and forth. And it's kind of like they're playing a game with. Ridiculous. Now, if they don't raise the debt ceiling. And they start to call on these past due notes and stuff. Where does that call go? Does that go to the treasury? Like, you know, say I'm like China and you always no, it, it, it go right to Joe Biden desk. It's like it'd it be like a, a past due notice. Like when you get a bill, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's like pay this money. Mm. <laughs> but then the bad part is like your credit is bad. Cause that's basically what it is. Like you, you lose your, I guess it's what a triple A rating. You got an yeah. AAA rating. Yeah, yeah. And Moody's or whoever, whoever do the ratings. I don't know whoever do the ratings. Yeah. But they, if they if they rate you down, it's like basically these jokers don't pay. <laughs> and I, I know a lot about bad credit, and it ain't a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a good position to be in. Man, Joe be having uh, meetings with the prime minister. Hold on, hold on. It's the red father. Hello. Yeah, I'll have to get back to you on that. I'm in the middle of something right now. Listen, I'll call you back. I'll call you like, back. Like, we'll pay I can you. put a little something on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, he I got could, bill collectors calling him. I could put $2 billion on it. I can get that to you tomorrow. <laughs> I know it's a trillion, but we got to work on this. Like I, I, I like the 15th? I, I can get back to you on the 15th, mm-hmm. the 15th and the 30th. <laughs> I'm expecting some tax revenue to come in for fourth quarter and I'll definitely put me down for three billion, three billion and we'll work out the rest. Okay. I gotta go now. Bye. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Um also in Washington, man, look, these kids went well, the, the the old people acted a fool yesterday when Facebook went down. And then the young people's lives they got shook because Instagram went down and whatever WhatsApp, I don't even know what that is, man, but somebody hacked into that. He stole like information for like 1.6 billion accounts. It was down for about six hours and it came back. But then the lady that used to work at Facebook talking about they fueling all the, you know, conspiracy theories and whatnot. And, you know, um, profits over people, man. And it's just like, wow, man. It's like, man, I'm glad I ain't on Facebook no more. Yeah, this is this, it's wild because I, I'm, I'm asking the question is the outage that happened somehow connected uh, to the Senate hearing that the, the lady did, right, from Facebook. She had the Senate hearing today, right? And they, they went through all that and they asked everything. But then Facebook had an outage the day before? Yeah. I was like, is that somehow connected? Or like, what? like what is going on right there? 
And she was saying like, she was saying like, Facebook knows that its algorithms and everything is like, it's just jacked up where it like, it kind of pushes negative content and it's just, it's just totally out of whack, but they don't want to take whatever steps are necessary to correct it because it would affect their revenue model. So that's, that's everything. So she told it all to the Senate today, you know, with everything there to kind of, you know, have that. And she used the example of, um, actually, the January 6th thing. No, not, not January 6th. She said she compared it to like, um, the, um, automobile industry. And it's like, it's almost like regulating Facebook. This is what she said now. Regulating Facebook would be like if you tried to regulate the auto industry, but you could never get in a car, drive it, hit the brakes, never test it. Like you couldn't see anything about the car. You would just look at the cars driving down the street. And that's the only data and information that you would have to kind of make a decision about how best to regulate it. She's like, that's how like opaque Facebook is. It's like, you don't know anything about their data, anything about the inner workings of it. You like looking at a car driving down the street and then trying to make an assessment of it. It's like, if they don't ever give you access to the data or the information or to see the insides of it, then you ain't gonna never be able to really regulate. I got three things on that. One, Man, the average age of a member of Congress is about 77 years old. So these jokers probably don't even know an app from their ho- from a hole in the ass. That's one. <laughs> Two, I don't trust this Mark Zuckerberg. You know, like all those technological geniuses like him and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs was the most human to me of all of the technological geniuses. They just have a funny look in their eyes. You know what I mean? It's just like, like he's a goddamn robot and he's not a person. I'm not on Facebook, so he can go ahead and shut down my motherfucking Facebook account. I really don't care. We'll see what happens. Um, what was my third point? Damn, I forgot it. Um, but anyway, man, oh, man, they need to find them some hackers or these ethical hackers is going to be out here and they're going to get to the root of it and they're going to shut it down for real, man. And, and see, it's going to be a wrap. you playing? That's what I think might have happened like when Facebook went down. Yeah. I wonder if the, the hackers got together and did something to make it go down. And then, um, and then you know, I was like, I was had this conspiracy theory in the back of my mind, right? Where I say like, one, Facebook going down, it one made folks realize how kind of dependent on Facebook that you know a lot of companies and society has become in a relatively short period of time right like this is within our lifetime a a very small part of our lifetime you know commerce and business have become dependent on facebook um how folks communicate to one another has become dependent on facebook so in one way it almost highlights how indispensable facebook is to the public but also it also highlights how um how like facebook should be thought about as a utility right as like you know phone or um or um either like electricity or something like that right like should it be regulated more because it's more like a utility 
So yeah. it can go either way, depending on how you look at it. And yeah. I think, you know, like that's, that's, it's all going to depend on Congress and how they see it. That's crazy. That's crazy. Damn. So yeah, we'll see how this turns out. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but you know I what it. I wonder though, Nook, is like, I wonder what happens to all the people who pass away who have Facebook accounts. Do they just, do their accounts just disappear? Like if, if, if we was to leave this earthly plane right now, if you have a Facebook account, like what happens to that account? Does it just get deactivated? It's just there forever? I just I always wonder about that. So what happens is a family member has to contact Facebook and you may or may not have to send in a death certificate, but like Pookie and Ray Ray died in a plane accident or something like that. And we want to deactivate the account. Some people choose to keep the accounts alive, so to speak, so that like when their birthday comes up, people still wish them happy birthday or whatever. Or, you know, sometimes they'll leave it together so they can like announce the funeral arrangements and stuff. But you can contact Facebook. I heard of this. And, um, you know, have a shutdown for a loved one, um, you know, for all intents and purposes. So, yeah, that's that's what happens with that. The other thing is I hope today this lady from Facebook that blew the whistle, I hope that they watch her, man, because, you know, when money is involved, not millions, but trillions, man, they liable to go ahead and try and offer or something like that, man. And that'll be a damn shame. Yeah, I, I think she was smart, though, by getting in, in public and testifying like in Congress. At least you kind of get it out there. And then it's like, well, it's out there now, like doing something to her ain't going to really matter. Right. It's like, yeah, we can mess with her, but like it's it's out there now. So she yeah. might be OK right now. She might be good. Like they, they, It might be some retribution in some other way, but at least she kind of got that out there and it's on Congress now to kind of figure it out. So it's not like she holding some trade secret that folks didn't know about or anything like that. So I think she'll be OK. But this is it's it's kind of the ball is in Congress's court now of yeah. like what they're gonna do, what they're gonna do with it. Exactly. Now, um, your boy Mark Zuckerberg is a billionaire. Man, how'd you uh, how'd your Powerball tickets turn out? Man, I heard it was one big winner, seven hundred million in California, I do believe. Man, I, I went and got some more tickets. Like you know, my mom was like, "Go get us some tickets," and of course, I went and got got some tickets. I got her like $20 worth. I got me $20 worth. And we both didn't hit nothing. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. But we, we played it because it was like, it's a lot of money out there to win. $700 million, man, man. We would have been good. Like I said, <clears throat> broke y'all off something. And this drink is righteous tonight. Um, That's pretty good. Broke, yeah, <laughs> broke y'all off something, man. And we would have had uh, moved on uh, the greener pastures and be doing the podcast from elsewhere, man. But congratulations to the winner or winners. I believe California is an anonymous state, so you can send your attorney to get your money. I think it's like oh, three hundred million or four hundred something million cash jackpot. Then you know California got high taxes, but I don't think they tax your state. I think there's no state taxes on lottery winners in California, so they might break out good because like. Once you in that tax bracket, it's like 50%, like 38% yeah, federal. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like 50%, 12% like you get state. half of it. Yeah, so you need to get your money and move immediately to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man, that's that's what's going on with that. Man, um, what's been good on TV, man? What you been watching? You know, it's like, um, you know, I've been like um, watching a lot of like really bad movies lately. 
Oh, damn. <laughs> and I actually been watching it like with um with my moms. And okay. it was like um and uh believe it or not, look, <laughs> she been watching Steven Seagal movies. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but we was actually was was looking at one today. And Steven Seagal, you know, it's like, you know, it's almost like he is like, he's almost like. I don't say this in a disparaging way, but he's almost like a a B-rate action movie hero, yeah. right? Meaning like, yeah. you know, he's not like your top, like your action movie hero, but he's like, he's somebody like people watch and they they like. But my my mom was watching it and I was talking to her, I was like, oh, Steven Seagal. And she's like, you know, he wrote most of those movies. And I was like, what? Wow. Steven Seagal wrote those? I was like, that's brilliant. So he been writing movies and starring in them. I was that's like, what's oh, up. I had a I had a newfound respect for Steven Zagal. I was like, that's how you do it, Steven. Okay, that's what's up. Now you are right about Steven Zagal movies. They got that they got that director red box and like that sort of grainy <laughs> yeah. look, like a certain look and feel to them. But yeah, you know what? Like um David Hasselhoff is like a big hit in like Germany and stuff. I bet you got some international fans for. Oh um, yeah, people love Steven Seagal. I love Steven Seagal. Like even though you like you look at it, it's like I know this is like a B-rate action movie, and I shouldn't like it, but I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so I've been watching felonies on TV. I, we might as well just call it what? Felony felonies. TV. What is like what? That's a show? What a movie? Like, what is that? Felonies. So all, all these shows is uh shows about felonies. I like true crime stories, like real like crime documentaries. So uh one of my favorite shows, I was a teenage felon. That's back uh, on for another season. That's great. These wow. people that get into a life of crime as kids and takes them through adulthood. They um sort of straighten up and fly right by the end of the show, but some of these capers that these jokers is pulling off, drug dealing, bank robbing the whole nine yards. Wow. Absolutely crazy. The other show I'm watching is called How to Rob a Bank. I'm like, these people making minimum wage. It's a show called How to Rob a Bank. It's a documentary. How they let that, they let that on air? Man, it's wonderful, and I'm glad they did. It's um a show about people, you know, they was making minimum wage or, you know, they was out of a job. And they was just like, I need this money. And they rob banks. People, you know, map out places in the whole nine yards. And they out there robbing. Some of them had drug problems. Some of them was robbing to eat. But most Wait, of the did, time, they do, do they at least have good plans? Like, have you found, did, have you watched one that was like, that's a pretty good plan? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen, I've seen a lot of the ones with good plans. They map out a place for weeks. Um, you know, uh, oh, I found this out. If you rob a bank with a gun, that's automatically armed robbery. However, if you just write a note and you tell them to give you the money in the drawer, that is not armed robbery. Now it's still a felony, but you ain't gonna get the minimum twenty two. Oh, you, you don't get the you don't get the the extra charge with like a firearm kind of that's thing. Correct. Yeah, yeah. The government oh. shuns. They look down on people with guns. That's robbing the bank ever since uh smith and west billy the kid billy the kid bonnie and clyde and so yeah they don't like that so remember just in case you rob a bank no arm go with the note go with the note go with the note don't even come in with a gun that ain't real but look real that's not good because they come with people that got real guns that's real and shoot real bullets so yeah that's that's still considered a gun 
Yeah, I'm trying to think the name of the other show I'll be watching. Uh, How to Rob a Bank. I was a teenage felon. And uh, there's another show I'm watching, but they committing felonies. Oh, Behind the Badge is about uh, crooked police all over the country. And what it is, they get caught up in these uh, sting operations and these task forces on the police. And uh, they rob drug dealers. They steal the drugs. They steal the money, the whole nine yards. And then they turn around and get arrested, man. And it's crazy. And some of the worst violators be these small town police departments like Mayberry RFD. Man, they be getting over for generations. Oh, I, 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 believe, I believe that because, like, in those small police departments, you probably have a tremendous amount of power and liberty in how you exercise that power. Yeah. So I can see people abusing it over and over again and taking it to the extreme. Man, it was crazy. It was like the grandfather, the father, and the son. It was like third generation just robbing the city and stuff and the whole nine yards, man. It's just like, wow, wow, man. Yep, it just become normalized. Like, that's what we do. No, they didn't care, man. It's like they was getting over and, man, just taking the drug money and, you know, the whole nine yards. Now, the one guy got caught. He was a FBI agent, I think, or he worked for the Justice Department. And they rolled up on some drug dealers. And these guys was legit fed cops. They seized seven Rolex watches. But the dude was on heroin and he stole one. And then they confronted him about it. He's like, oh, this, this Rolex must have jumped in my bag. My bad. And then they had to let him go. <laughs> it, so just, he it, just, it just fell in my bag. My bag was open. The watch was on the shelf and it just fell inside. Exactly. So they had to let him go. They didn't like, you know, like uh, out him or nothing like that. He just had to resign. Then he went from you know, heroin addict to damn bank robber. He robbed like 20, 25 banks, man. It's crazy. Hey, yeah, because he probably knew all the inside procedures when a bank is being robbed as a as an officer. So he knew how long it took them to get there. He knew like what route they would take. So yeah, he probably got away with a good, like you said, 25 robberies because of that inside knowledge. Exactly. Now here's how most of these bank robbers, even if they get you know, away for a little while, what happens is, is that the federal, you know, ATF or, you know, whoever, um, Secret Service, they can subpoena and get the tapes for your getaway route and, you know, like a whole 16 block radius where you come in. Yeah, that's the crazy out. part, like, because, yeah, because it's cameras everywhere now, right? It's cameras everywhere. Yeah. So uh, unless you, like, come from underground, that's the only thing I think you could rob a bank. It's like, I would come from under the ground, rob the bank, then go back underground, and then then have my route underground so they can't see where you're going. But eventually, you got to, yeah, that, I don't, like, how do you do that where you avoid the cameras? You got to resurface it sometime. You got to show up somewhere. So, like, somewhere. Man, so yeah. Now you got to be thinking about robbing a bank, Nook. <laughs> Man. And uh, wasn't that in a movie? That, like, the bank closed at 5 o'clock on uh, Friday. It was a long holiday weekend, and they drilled into the safe and got through about Sunday morning, robbed it, yeah, what's, and then nobody that, came back that, to um, Inside Man with Denzel Washington? I can't remember Something which like one that. that was. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, eventually they all get caught, man. They all get caught. So, man, we'll see. We'll see what the uh, next caper. You don't really don't hear too much about bank robberies, man. It'd be like people that be strung out on drugs that be 
you know, really committing these. Uh, well, you know, you know what they used to say about bank robberies. Like, um, I don't know who did they attribute this to, but it's like, why do you rob banks? Because that's where the money is. But now, technically, the money is everywhere. It's not just in the bank. The money is everywhere, right? So it's like, yeah, like bank robberies, like robbing a bank. Now it's like you could probably do better just scamming credit cards. Like yeah. it's a lot easier, a lot less planning. You probably get away with it a lot better scamming credit cards than you will like actually robbing a physical bank. Exactly that, or don't have a burner phone, have a burner computer, get you some cryptocurrency, put it in an account, and just draw out you know six hundred dollars a day or whatever from yeah. an account that uh, that um, you know don't have a, a ATM that don't have a camera attached to it. It's, it's less work, less risk. And if you get caught, you're probably going to do less time than robbing a bank, right? That's right. Burner uh, computers. You've worked with one of these hacktivists, man, and uh, you might be able to come up on something. But the Digital Gumbo podcast neither endorses nor recommends robbing a bank <laughs> or a cyber criminal. Or doing anything illegal. <laughs> exactly. Because a felony is a felony is a felony. Man. All right, man, we're going to wrap it up. Man, give me one shout-out. One, Give me one of these. A shout-out, a final thought, flowers, and what's our other one? Uh, a prediction. Give me one of those, bro. All right, so I'm going to give, like, I, like I'm, I'm going to give a shout-out. And um, I want to give a shout-out to, like, um, really all, like, it is – Right now it is um it is like October, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to give a shout out to like all the folks who are like um getting ready for like this fall season, right? Like going into fall cuz um it's almost like you 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 prepare for this new season and you don't know what the season going to be like. <laughs> right. Like, you don't you have no idea. Right. Like normally on a normal fall season. Right. It's like I'm going to get some apple cider. I'm going to go out to like the pumpkin patch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Thanksgiving. It's going to be a lovely, wonderful, beautiful fall. But now it's like this big looming thing over us where you hear stories about people being, uh, you know, attacked in the hospital, like workers, hospital employees being attacked. And, um, you know, you got this Delta virus um, variant that's kind of floating around. So I'm going to give it a shout out to all the people who's trying to hold it down for the fall, who's just trying to have somewhat some semblance of a normal fall kind of going in, into like, you know, the next few months. So I'm, I'm going to give them a shout out. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna make a prediction here in that um, I really do think that um that this year when it comes to like the holidays the christmas all that that all that shopping is that i think we're going to see uh less consumerism mm. this this year just because one you got the whole shipping supply lane kind of down um you also pe have people I think that are starting to realize too that it's like, like it's more important to be around the people you love, and and kind of showing love to others than it is just buying stuff. Just because we've been in a pandemic, right? So I, I, I predict I'm hoping that this holiday season 
is full of more kind of love and joy and like reaching out to family and friends and neighbors. So that's that's yeah. my prediction is like we'll be more loving this holiday season. Man, I hope you're right on all of that, bro. Man, I hope you're right on all of that. Man, shout out, man, just to everybody that's doing what they're supposed to be doing, man, in terms of, you know, whatever. Personal life, getting it together, you know, people still uh, staying with their resolutions and whatnot to uh, stay uh, fit. Your boy just got a health club, gym uh, class, heavy duty treadmill. So I'll be on that oh, man trying nice. to. Nice. You got, you, got you got the official treadmill. Yeah, beeps and all that stuff, man. And, you know, so just trying to keep that going, keep it going. No excuses now, man. It's downstairs and, you know, keep that going through the winter. If I lose half a pound a week for two years, I will weigh negative 118 pounds. So that's my goal. <laughs> I'll be like, you'll, right you'll actually be, you'll be invisible. <laughs> yeah. I might uh, improve the fuel economy on my vehicle. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that turns out, man. So shout out to everybody that's uh, keeping up with uh, the goals, financial, you know, fiscal, uh, physical goals uh, and whatnot, man. And uh, man, um, shout out to them as well. No real predictions, man. We'll see how this goes. Hopefully they raise this debt ceiling, man. We can get back to normal. This uh putting the country yeah, on the airway. If we default on whatever we default on or whatever, the economy's gonna crash and like it's it's gonna be a disaster. So they got they gotta figure something out. So they better exactly. figure something out. Exactly, exactly. But man, that's uh that's all we got for this episode. Episode 63 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Remember, Digital Gumbo Podcast available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcast. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, follow, rate, and review today. Our entire uh, library is available for you to stream. Hear a lot of people getting back now in their normal routines after summer and catching up on episodes. That's great. And uh, T. Petty will be back uh, for the next episode. T. Petty, we miss you. Come on back home. Miss you, T. Petty. And uh, we'll have her back on the next episode. We'll catch up on these news items, man. You know, she's going to have some fire takes on everything that's going on. (laughs) and be some uh, madness and some craziness that'll be going on man so i hear you got a trip uh planned man and uh i'm gonna talk to you one more time before your birthday oh yeah yeah definitely we're gonna talk before my birthday and i'm i'm actually going uh to visit a partner who's having a military pr- promotion so he's getting promoted in the military it's, it's a big kind of ceremony so I'm, I'm gonna be going to that and whatnot very important ceremony so that, but I'm definitely my, it's my birthday month in October. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be getting lit all month long and celebrate. So I'm definitely gonna holler at you before my birthday. That's what's up. If uh, don't go to the gentleman's club for your birthday without hollering at your boy, man. You know, <laughs> you know I'll, I'll make sure I holler at you, Milk. I, I won't leave you out. Gotcha. That uh, that uh, bottled water that they have at the Gentleman's Club is delicious. Nice and ice cold and refreshing. Very refreshing. It, it, very refreshing. It, it's the most expensive water in the world. <laughs> it is. I'm like, damn, where y'all get this from? Uh, Jerusalem? Damn, this water is expensive. But it's good, though, man. It's good. So and, uh, having a good time with that. That's crazy, man. So the day of the month that your birthday is on, the month before is my father-in-law's birthday. Shout out to J.O.D., my father-in-law. And then the month, one month exactly after yours is my birthday, man. So that's yeah, what's up. Yeah, it's coming up. It's right around the corner, Nut. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to play it low-key one more year, man. But next year, man, it's going to be. I might have. No, no, we, we miss your birthday parties right there. It's a, it's a celebration of you, but it's also an, an excuse for everybody to come together. So we definitely miss that. So you got to bring that back. I might have two birthdays in 2022. We'll see how this goes. See what my budget looks like. I got to check with Mrs. Nook to see how the, how the rainy day fun go, the party fun. You, you deserve two birthdays. In, a, in any pandemic year, you should get two birthdays. Absolutely. You should get three, shit, to make up since 2019. So that's what's up. Well, man, listen, um, I'll check you, man, when you come back. Man, have safe travels the whole nine yards. And congratulations to your homeboy and his um promotion man that's definitely what's up definitely uh appreciate his service and all of our military uh folks is uh, service they help protect our way of life here in the home front so we definitely appreciate that man yeah and i want to give a special shout out to producer e not for only all the work that you've done but he's been recognized in national publications for all his work and uh, and the producing he's doing all over the place so congratulations producer e that's what's up. Let's see if I can say this word for all his philanthropic efforts. All his <laughs> philanthropic efforts. So shout out to producer E, man. He's one in a million, man. The show would be nothing without him. And yes. uh, man, he is a man of uh, many talents and uh, philanthropic uh, endeavors as well. So shout out to uh, producer E on that. Man, we done, man. You good? I'm good, man. I, I had my drink and I'm feeling nice. I hear you, man. <laughs> Man, safe travels, bro, and we catch you on the next episode. All right, peace, everybody. All right, y'all, peace.